If you're not getting educated about current market conditions, whether you're in mortgage, title, finance, accounting, or obviously real estate, you're doing yourself and your client base a disservice, especially given the volatility we're seeing in the market right now. Welcome to the Knowledge Brokers Podcast. I'm Tom Tool. I've got my good friend, accountability partner, and co-head knowledge broker, Byron Lazine, on here as well. And Byron, this has been one of the most volatile weeks and one of the most volatile stretches over the past 50-plus days since the beginning of the year that I've seen in over two decades. And there's a lot to unpack. What's your take on all this before we jump into some of the news, the Fed meeting notes, and the market reaction afterwards? Yeah, I think as it relates to housing, Fed has a very bearish look on housing, more bearish than anything else. They believe that the stock market's done a better job to price in their fight on inflation than the housing market has. That was clear with what they released. And listen, the FOMC minutes that came out this week mm -hmm. are from a meeting that happened January 31st, February 1st. So it doesn't take into account all these hot inflation reads we've had over the last three weeks. Mm -hmm. all, you know, the economy is roaring right now. And they didn't have any of that data when they met uh, back in, you know, on January 31st. So uh, it's interesting to see what they're going to do on March 20 in a few weeks here, about roughly a month when they meet again. I think it's more likely than not. We said this last week where it was starting to trend this direction. I think it's more likely than not they go to a 50 uh, basis point hike. Jamie Dimon from JP Morgan Chase. He just said he thinks we need to go up over six percent on the federal interest rate. I know you, I know you oh. would disagree with that. A lot of people yeah. would disagree with that. But there's a lot of people. You look at the St. Louis Fed uh, chairman. He believes we need to ratchet it up in a big way. Okay, so that there's there's a growing consensus, or I wouldn't call it a consensus, but there is a growing, uh, you know, category of thought leaders, I guess mm -hmm. is, is a good way to describe it, that believes we need to be really cranking up the fight on inflation, not doing these 25, you know, BIP increases and, and waiting and seeing because I believe we had a head fake <laughs> in January for, you know, good inflation data. That wasn't a trend. That was, oh, we got a couple good weeks. Like it's starting to go down. And now it's it's clearly going back up right now. So um, housing, watch out. I think it's going to be a bumpy road. And if you're an agent or an advisor or a consultant right now, you need to know what that bumpy road looks like. Every single day is important to consume this type of information. Well said. And a couple key takeaways. You texted this to me on Wednesday and highlighted it. In particular, the staff noted that the measures of valuations in both residential and commercial property markets remained high and the potential for large declines in the property prices remained greater than usual. That's some pretty aggressive language coming out of this it, Fed meeting. The, first the, and foremost, the meeting notes, if you go through the PDF, they're 13 pages. That yes. was the most aggressive. It's why I highlighted it. Texted yes. to you. We talked about it in the hush sheet. That was the most aggressive sentence in the entire 13 page PDF. It was the most bearish take that they had was on the housing market. So I believe now, Tom, more than I have at any point in the last six months, 
that in almost every market, we are going to see a downward pressure on price. In rural and suburban markets at the median price point or below, maybe flat or not significant mm -hmm. at all. But when we just look at the overall markets across the country, I believe we will see a decline in prices in 2023. I also believe this interest rate right now is, is making this spring market a very odd time. And we know with spring markets, more people come out and buy, but you've got a high interest rate all of a sudden. You've got no inventory. So you have pent up demand competition from the natural spring market. And then you've got a belief that prices are going down, not up. So what do buyers mm -hmm. do? They're in a, are they in a wait and see period? Are they buying, if it's only a lifestyle move and they got to go now, you know, if it's a, it's, if it's a monetary decision, should they wait? These are all things you got to be careful with how you're consulting a, a home shopper right now. If you're, if you're that agent telling people it's always a good time to buy, you are going to sound like an idiot in two to three months. I promise you that. No, that, 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 that's a good point. And to get back to the interest rates here, uh, I find this fascinating. It comes from CME Group. They, they chart the probability of interest rate increases by the Fed. So just one month ago, January 24th, they pegged an 80.5% chance we see a 25 basis point increase. The following week, it went up 81.9. Then all of a sudden, yesterday, it was coming in at 73%. And now it's a 64.2% chance that we see a 25 basis point increase and a 35.8% chance we see a 50 basis point increase. That's a major swing. That's up 33% from a month ago to the point of your head fake. It was like Joel Embiid doing that ridiculous head fake at the three-point line that everyone goes for. They bid on it. It happened. On top of that, what we're seeing happen right now, you, you mentioned it, is there's all these mixed signals in the market. Um, I was listening to Gary Keller's keynote from the KW convention, and, and I love Last Gary weekend. Keller because – He's been through a lot of these things. He, he, Seven he got, downturns in 40 years he's been yeah, through. I, so he's got the perspective, right? I've been through three. So, I mean, he's got, he's got a two plus X on that. And when interest rates go up, you usually see inventory go up. That's not happening right now. And that's why we're in this confusing time because the inventory is not going up as rates have continued to climb. And a lot of buyers have been waiting for, I, I just want options. I'm willing to pay for them. They still don't have options. There's still multiple offer scenarios in a lot of cases. And now they got to pay more. You're at you know, double where the rates are because of these folks that are holding on with a three and four handle on their interest rates. So this is a very and, and as the economy continues to boom, but people are worried about housing, it doesn't even matter if they want to like downsize their residence because the cost is going to be prohibitive given if it, what, what the financing affordability looks like. So there's all these mixed signals here. And I don't think this is going to change until your to your point. And this reminds me very clearly of some of the uh, depression area years in 2008 to 2012, where the second half ended up being the bigger year. And what Gary Keller also said during this keynote was that this is where any advisor, any mortgage broker, any real estate agent, especially, it's time for that person to go on the offensive. And there's still going to be homes that sell, but you can't be just saying, yeah, it's a good time to buy. Go ahead to your point, Byron, because you don't know what you're talking about. You're not a knowledge broker if you're doing that. You've got to present people with the data and then use that data, use those conditions and talk about their needs and their motivation. And it's time for 
these these folks that want to succeed right now because there will be an opportunity for agents to grab market share there will be an opportunity for people to move and you know what there's going to be an opportunity in the high-end premium price points i am very clear on this because the median there's always that flatness like you talked about there's not going to be as many buyers for these premium properties anymore uh, i mean that's just what happens that's the first part of the market to go soft so that may be an opportunity to get in at a number where you couldn't get in the past couple years so i, I do see opportunity in the market You've got to be well informed to understand how to identify that opportunity. All the more reason to be studying this and knowing what's happening on a day to day basis. When people ask you about timing right now as a real estate professional, the data that we have up to this moment right here, as we sit here on February 24th, mm -hmm. 2023, suggests that the best time to be a home seller in 2023 is quarter one. It's right now. There's going to be a continuation of downward pressure on price. So if price is important to you as a seller, right now is the best time to be a seller. On the flip side of that, the data points towards quarter four being the best time to be a home buyer. And here's where I'm going with that. Mortgage uh, Fannie Mae projects that we're going to end the year at 5.7% 30-year fixed mortgage interest rate. We're staring at 7% right now. So do I want to buy an environment where it's 5.7% where potentially inventory, it's got only one place to go. It's up in seasonality. Mm -hmm. It goes up towards the end of the year, right? And downward pressure throughout the year. So home shoppers, uh, listen, if I'm advising you and I'm showing you the data and you've got the luxury of waiting, you can go month to month on, on your rent. Here's the data suggests you're going to get a better deal if price is important to you in quarter four. Uh, and Mortgage Banker Association backs up this thought that the 30-year fix is going to go down throughout the year, not up. Okay, we're we're staring down the barrel at 7% right now. Well, they say we're going to end the year at 5.3%. They say we're mm -hmm. going to average, uh, I'm sorry, end the year at 5.3%. So both Mortgage Banker Association and Fannie Mae believe we'll be under 6% at the end of the year. What do we know about October, November, and December, December historically? that you're going to get the lowest price in any given year when you're a home shopper during those months. And inventory can't be any lower than it is right now. If we go into a recession, what does Keeping Current Matters always say about a recession, Tom? The 30-year well, fix goes down. Yeah, every. I mean, it, it definitely happens. And, and what goes up must come and, down. I mean, And that, what that's... will go up in a recession is inventory. Mm -hmm. Well, and that that's the historical relationship I'm talking about that Gary Keller mentioned. I mean, he's saying... Well, this, this really hasn't happened in the seven downturns he's been through. And that's why it's a confusing time right now for a lot of consumers, because you're hearing all this stuff that's happening. And if you're tuning into something like Knowledge Brokers, and if you like what you're hearing here, give us a like, make sure to drop some comments below if you want to hear more of this discussion. This is where you can get the real data to inform people. And, and that's so, so critical right now, because when a recession happens, people stop believing real estate agents. They stop believing professionals because... They say things that aren't true in order to get more sales. Let's call it what it is, right? I, I don't, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. Y you hear it. Oh, it's market's great. So what are you talking about? Stop and, saying the, the, these generic sentences to consumers. They don't, Tom, I know that in 2012, 2013, 2014, when I would go into a seller's house and I was pitching the listing, Ooh. And they'd ask me, is it a great time to sell? Oh, well, no, 
No, it's not. There's nothing but inventory on the market. Here are the inventory levels. It's why you know you want a price up here and the price is actually down here. Here's all the data. We, we would dump data, dump data, mm-hmm. and, and spend two hours on a listing presentation walking people through it to understand where we are. And what do I know at the end of the day? People that want to sell say, okay, I understand what you're telling me. It's not the ideal time uh, to sell, not in the last five years and certainly not in the five years going forward. It might be the worst time to sell if price is important to me, but I'm selling anyway. And you build trust and get that listing by being honest about the data. They're going to make a lifestyle decision. That's the beautiful thing about being an agent. There's going to be 4 million home sales this year. Yes. People are going to make decisions based on their life. But if you just tell them it's a great time to do this, a great time to do that, they know you don't know what the hell you're talking about and you're just looking for a commission. It's called commission, Beth Byron. We've, we've all seen it before. People close too hard. They put their interest ahead of others. And, and there's a re- reason why realtors get a bad reputation. Realtors, I've been getting corrected on this constantly. I don't say the word right. They get a bad reputation because they're, they're just looking at, oh, well, yeah, it's always a great time to buy. Well, that, that's just factually not true. And to your point, motivation matters in this market for the professionals that are listening. There's going to be people, like you said, that maybe they see an opportunity on the purchase side and they've made so much money because they've been in their home. They're not worried about the 5% plus or minus that's out there because of where they're going, what's best for their household. Maybe they just can't keep up the home anymore and they don't want to deal with it. There's health issues. They want to get closer to their kids. Those are things people decide to do in spite of the market. And the real reason consumers purchase is because it's a lifestyle change. It's usually a life event that spurs all this stuff. If you've got two or three kids and you're in a two-bedroom condo, I wouldn't care what the market's like. I would just want to get the hell out of that place and be able to live somewhere where I'm not tripping over toys and stuff all the time. Tom, I'm I'm – a prime example. And then I'll give you an example of my sister uh, being a prime example of- I'm also uh, a prime example. We've all got examples. Yeah. Well, I'm a prime example of right now, you know, building a bigger home mm-hmm. that I'll move into the end of the year that certainly, it, you know, it's not a price decision. It's a decision of this is the home that we're going going to be in for the next 18 years. Mm-hmm. Am I overpaying today? Likely, yes, based off of all the data that I'm looking at. But I'm also, I've got two kids to your point. I'm at that point right now where, you know, 2,000 square feet just isn't enough. It's not enough for, for what we're doing right now. I need a little bit more space. I need an office. You know, I need, I need some of this stuff. And so I'm making that decision to move forward. Mm-hmm. My sister, who's been looking since 2020, 2021, has made many offers and has has just come up short in the price point that she's in. You know, she's looking at all this data. She works for BAM. She's the senior editor at BAM. Does a great job, by the way. Let us know in the comments if you love the articles. uh, I love her articles. She is excellent. I I can speak. She helped me open the state up with a well-written letter to uh, our our friend, Governor Wolf. That's right. She's 10 times smarter than I am. And anybody that knows her would attest to that. But my sister is looking uh, to buy a house and she's going to be in the same area for the next seven to 10 years. So I say, Hey, uh, you're, you're going to get a better deal and a better interest rate later in the year. That has become clear. Don't stop shopping. Your education is just continuing to get better. I mean, by the way, she's probably more educated than, than a lot of people out there. I'll just leave it at that. But, um, <laughs> you, you know, you want to be, keep looking at this inventory because if the right house 
does come up, you'll still make that move, right? You'll still take that decision if it's the perfect location, perfect house, perfect opportunity. She made an offer last week. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm pre I'm preaching patience uh, with her, even though she, she's been on a three-year journey here, right? I'm preaching patience because I know it's going to get more affordable for her at the end of the year. And, and that's just practical advice. Well, you know, something I've always said to any buying client that's been out there is that we don't want you to buy the next home. We want you to buy the right home. And we don't know when the right home is going to come on the market. Uh, your, your case studies on yourself. I was in the same boat. I bought a home during the Pennsylvania shutdown. Yeah, because, well, that worked out for you. You're, well, you're, what are you up? Forty percent on that home? But we're, yes, it did work out. At the, but at the time, was I nervous? Hell yeah, I was nervous. We were in a situation where that's because your 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 government told you to stay in your basement and, well, and knock it out. I was on the third floor, not the basement. Same idea. Um, but but it, so, but to your point, we were in a three story home. We got kids. We had three kids. We got our three year old is just not being parented. Everyone's crying because of the of, of virtual school. But here's the here's the situation. This is a, it's exactly what you're talking about. Our kids go to a certain elementary school and it's like a postage stamp where that elementary school district is. So when the right opportunity and the right property became available, rates were higher. They fortunately came down. But this was this was during you know May of 2020 when was the last economic downturn. So there was some nerves there. And if you can identify the opportunity as a home buyer or as a home seller who has a place to move to. Maybe you take a little haircut on your home, you make it up on the other side. And it's got to be a business decision and all the more reason to interview someone who can help you navigate that. This is a market for consumers. You need to talk to two or three agents. I would 70% plus of people hire the first person they meet with. And that can be a challenge. As agents, you better be ready to interview, show up suited and booted. And I'm not talking about actually wearing real boots, but the right dress for an interview know your stuff, have the presentation down, you know, buyer consults, they need to happen again. We've talked about this before. The approach has got to be totally different. And I'd be leading with, hey, let me tell you what's happening in the market right now. Let me tell you what's going on and how this is going to affect your household or your family or whatever, or, or just you and your wife or, or just you individually. And start from that point with some empathy because it's not an easy time to buy a home. There is so many volatile indicators in the market that don't make sense to a lot of folks. And that's where real estate agents, they have an obligation to get boned up on these things so that they can communicate that effectively to clients. Tom, here's a great script every agent needs to uh, record down for themselves and write down. And this is this script, or it's not even a script, just basically being able to acknowledge where a seller is coming from. Mm-hmm as an expert is so critical as the knowledge broker, it's so critical. Okay. And it's also why understanding the national data is just as important as knowing your local data. Agreed. Because you'll go into a listing appointment and a seller is going to say, but Tom home values just dropped 10%. Should I wait? Tom, you're right, right? We want to lead with, you're right. Yes, I agree. Be in agreement because that's the truth, right? For uh, major markets across America. Hey, Tom, you're right. 10% drops we've seen in almost every uh, you know major market across America or close to them. Boise, for example, is down double that. There are markets that are down 15%. But here in this rural market, 
in this suburban market, we're only down 1% or we're flat or we're mm -hmm. up 2% because not every market is. And that's where you acknowledge you're right and then bring it down to that national or to that local data rather that you have, that you are the knowledge broker in. But without being able to acknowledge and reference some of the national headlines that they're saying and maybe even add some color to it. Yeah, in fact, Boise's down 20% and, and you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Phoenix is seeing this and and that's what's happening in those major markets. But we're in this market and this is what this market looks like. Now they say, wow, th this person really broke down what I'm seeing and then positioned it to what's going to happen here when I put my house on the market and maybe why now quarter one for a seller in this particular market is absolutely the best time to go on because maybe that 10% is coming, right? We've seen what's happened in the West in pricing. Let me, let us know in the comments, you know, if you sell in the West and you certainly have experienced it, well, the Northeast hasn't experienced it yet, but if you look at every single price correction moment, the Northeast experience at last, mm -hmm. it's just for, for whatever reason, that's the way it goes. That's how it always goes. Well, it's also the oldest community. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I mean, there, there's people that are in these homes 20, 30, 40 years, that's not so much the norm out, out West in, in a lot of cases. And what I'll go one step further is we also don't have the new construction in the Northeast that they see out in other, that's, other States. I mean, that, that's, that's a big, big, the big mover, huge factor, right? I mean, so with all that, I, I you know, I, I love the, the language you're, you're saying, Hey, you're right. Or that's absolutely correct. And when you can command the data and then show people, okay, so, Byron, that's right. We are seeing prices declining nationally at X. And in this market, we're seeing Y, whatever that is. So tell me more about what's important to you about moving right now. And I think that's where you've got to get to with folks because no one ever moves to time the market. It's impossible to time the market. Sometimes you can get lucky and time the market. There's going to be people that come out of the woodwork a little bit to try to take advantage of things like we saw in 2008 with the first time homebuyer tax credit. Timing the market is almost impossible. It's about what's going on in their life that's going to force a move. We gave real life case studies of two people who have been doing this for decades that maybe haven't purchased at the ideal time because it was a lifestyle move. And if that's what professionals are doing, I'd be following their lead. And if you don't need to move for a lifestyle move, then you absolutely should be waiting and seeing how the market plays out. That, that's the reality of, of, the, of the current market right now. And any agent that goes out there and starts spewing this nonsense about, yeah, it's a great time to buy, it's a great time to sell, it, it, it's not going to be both at once. And it's going to be their interest above the, above the consumers. And people can smell that out pretty quickly. And those are the people that are going to be out of the business. And I think this is going to affect the number of realtors that we see in the U.S. We already saw 100,000 agents leave the business in the first 54 days, 55 days of the year. The number of agents is down to 1.5 million from 1.6 million. And there was 580,000 that got added after 2012 from about a million all the way up to that 1.6 million number. So we're going to see those folks leave. And the beneficiary of that should be the consumers because they have the ability now to work with folks that actually understand the market and can advise them because this is a big financial decision. That's what everyone keeps forgetting. There's a lot of money involved here. And these are the biggest financial decisions that people make in their lives. I, I'm looking at for sellers, and there was just this Redfin published report. Yep, I was looking at that week, as we as you were talking, um, where U.S. home values have fallen 2.3 trillion since the start of the home price correction. 
the total value of U.S. homes was $45.3 trillion at the end of 2022, down 4.9%, $2.3 trillion from a record high of uh, $47.7 million in June. Okay, so uh, we know that in the last, and this is not obviously 2007 to 2012, mm-hmm. but there was a five-year uh, home falling correction there where, yes. where for five years you weren't getting any appreciation on your home. Okay. So we're into this now for, for six months. What I do, I don't believe we're going to be into a five year correction, but this isn't a six month correction. Okay. So, so it could be two years, even being flat where you don't see home price appreciation. So home sellers need to understand that if they are selling in the next two to three years, this is last call. You're at the bar right now. Last call for okay. alcohol, Byron. You're in one of those those crappy Philly. What do you have? Irish bars in Philly? Or, or? You know, I mean, I, I, you're, you're from Connecticut, and this is the conversation. You're talking about the, the quality of bars in Philadelphia. I think we need to reset the conversation. Well, Connecticut doesn't here. have bars. Now, there you go. So there, there you go. That's that's the. You're 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 in the. What bar do you have? The optometrist at the mall or something in Connecticut. You're in the bar after a Sixers loss, and uh, you know you're so big comeback up your... last night, and they're playing Boston on Saturday. So let's 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 stick to the the, the knowledge broker content here. You're soaking up your wounds. Uh, maybe maybe you're maybe you're down in Miami. Maybe you're partying, and maybe it's four in the morning, and it's last call, last call for alcohol. It's your last opportunity to get in on the goods uh, before the hangover hits. Okay, because the hangover is coming in this market. And sellers that are planning on selling in the next two years should be planning on selling in the next two months or two weeks because that's their chance to get the highest price possible. We're not at peak, but we're at near peak. There was a video down here. uh, I think it was Marco Island, an agent. She's standing on a dock and she said, you know, this house just sold. It was listed for nine hundred fifty thousand, and it sold for nine hundred thousand. We just sold it for nine hundred thousand dollars. And you might look at that and say, "Wow, you know, prices are coming down." Well, this particular homeowner bought the house uh, two and a half years ago for four hundred fifty thousand dollars. So she said, "Is this last year where we had ten offers on this property? No, we had we had two offers on this property. Is it last year where we were going over asking price, and it was getting you know, if it was a nine hundred fifty thousand dollar home." Listed, it was getting a million dollars. Nope, it's not last year, but nine hundred thousand and a four hundred fifty thousand dollar gain in two and a half three years is pretty good. I think I would take that. More than pretty my, good. More my than point good. is those stories are last call because mm-hmm. it might be eight fifty, it might be eight hundred, the end of next year until we start to really see that pop back up. We're not going to see a forty percent pop again. That was a moment in time. Well, I, it, look, I mean, it's. I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. We're not seeing three percent. We're probably not seeing four percent, and we're not going to see that kind of increase. I'm looking at the Fannie Mae uh, forecast that just came out of home sales, uh, what they're predicting this year. So uh, this just came out uh, a couple days ago, uh, and they're predicting four million and sixty uh, thousand homes that sell uh, of the existing properties and a six hundred nine new construction homes. Next year, they're looking at a modest increase, about a 10% increase, 4,483,000. That's because of exactly what we're talking about. It's going to to slowly go the other direction. And 
for all the professionals that are watching this and if it, it you know give us some comments if this is the kind of stuff you want to hear it's important to have that evergreen mindset um and and it's because what goes up must come down we're coming off a 10-year run byron where the market was did pretty well with the exception of those couple months in 2020 right most economic cycles are five maybe seven years so when you're coming off this kind of run this was bound to happen sooner or later and before the pandemic what was everyone talking talking about when the next recession is coming there, there's going to be cycles historically they always happen and i've been beating the drum for a while i know you have too sellers move up your time frame there's still enough demand out there right now to overcome seven percent rates high sixes whatever you're getting quoted there's still enough demand out there to overcome this fear in the market because there's these people that still haven't bought and this is the opportunity and i'm telling you it's it's like right now and mark mark my words here july 4th weekend when everyone's celebrating you know the the, the country that's when you're going to see things really swing just like we saw the market shift right at that point of time last year we had the spring run the kids got settled for school the seasonal flow happened then everyone went on vacation and things changed on a dime i am clear we're going to see that same thing happen this year so if i'm a real estate agent i am dedicating 80% of my day to talking to people because the, the numbers just aren't there. You got to find the people that are motivated to transact in spite of these conditions to your point, like we talked about earlier. That's where all your time should be spent having conversations. Our friend Josh Rubin gave me the business plan of the future. You ready for this one? You unlock your phone. You go to the actual phone setting and dial it. You don't text or email. You have a conversation with somebody. You ask them to meet and you show them what's happening in the market. And some are going to transact and most are not. I don't know if you've heard that plan before. It's pretty revolutionary. That's the plan for 2023. And you can mark that down because that's what's going to work. People have questions and the knowledge brokers will deliver unbiased data to help those folks navigate these large financial decisions. When 80% of your day is educating people in 2023 and to your point a very small percentage of them are going to transact we know we're going to have a very low transaction number we're seasonally adjusted right now at four million homes across the country mm -hmm. is the projection we know that and i know from my experience in 2012 when this happened when things do brighten up and they did in 2015 Ooh. all those conversations that i had in 2012 2013 in 2015 they, I gave them really good data, truthful data, knowledgeable data. They called me mm -hmm. and they were, and, and my business exploded in 2015 based on the work and the conversations and the consulting that I did in 2012 and 2013. The same thing will happen for you in 2025 when you plant these seeds in 2023. I when could not agree more. I mean, I, I went through all that. I, I was, you know, I, I remember vividly in 2008, I was watching, I was watching Gary Keller speak. We should get him to sponsor this episode because I've been talking about him so much. It's when he came out with shift, right? So I'm at Harris casino in Chester. Don't go to Chester. It's where the union play. It's horrible. And literally GM like failed that day. And, and it, like the bank started getting this shows right. The, like the big short movie that that's real life, everybody. And I had five or six transactions. They, they were during the contingency period. And they just said, Hey, we're out. We're killing the deal. And I said, great. If you're not comfortable, I'm not comfortable because that, and there was reason to be afraid. And what ended up happening was all this stuff changed. And I'm literally at the Gary Keller shift speaking event where he's talking about do more of what works, 
play offense, have an offensive mindset, charge the storm, all the all the things that we're talking about, because that's what's going to work. And we saw the same growth right when because the market really started to turn in 2012, 2013. And I remember just seeing like, hey, my, my listings are selling. Things are moving a little easier. And then the momentum picks up and people remember the professional that consults they them will. and advises them. They don't how remember do the all, person that hard sells them. How do you have all these conversations? How do you have 80% of your time during the day going to conversations so that you can find those transactions in today's market and also go and build that 2025 business? You build support around you. The best way, most productive way to do it right now in 2023 with the, you know, the money that you have to put into it is to go get a virtual assistant from VirtuDesk. MyVirtuDesk.com. We've got the link below versatile, highly skilled virtual assistants. I use them personally. I have virtual assistants in both BAM and my team in Connecticut, every area of the business. Our whole entire transaction team, Tom, is run on virtual assistants, whether it's an administrative assistant, marketing assistant, prospecting assistant, customer service assistant. You can get that with VirtuDesk. Go to myvirtuedesk.com. Uh, we do have a, uh, uh, a code, BAM23. Ooh down below where you get $250 off the startup fee makes it basically nothing to go and hire a virtual assistant. You can put that on your Amex card. There was a great uh, article on BAM from Troy Palmquist about Amex points. I love my Amex points and you can put this on your Amex uh, card and go ahead and rack up some more points. So go to uh, the link below for VirtuDesk and put in the BAM code. The BAM code will be there so you can get that discount. Uh, Tom, before we sign off here, you you really got a lot of praise for stealing my word this week, Contagion. You, I mean, you it was actually it. coordinated. I didn't steal it. I told you we were going to do it, and then <laughs> and then it happened. So I mean, all this all this nonsense that's out there is, you know, we are a team. I signed my mega deal. That's right. Actually, I, I didn't sign anything, but I'm still here, and uh, <laughs> I've been Bam supporter since day one, and that's never going to change because I am a loyal guy, and. That's the kind of people you want in your corner. Um, what I, I, the contagion though, think about everything you just said, right? The contagion's a problem. That ain't gonna work in 2023. Hiring a virtual assistant to, hey, get my like call sheets ready and everything else. And I'm gonna be, it's gonna be like, uh, remember movie phone? You ever, like, like, hey, this is movie phone. Press one if you wanna watch that. Like that should be your job right now. I, I literally, we, we have people out there. It's like I was talking to Chris Smith on Tuesday, and he said, you need the boiler room behind you right now because that's where the money's going to be at. And I could not agree with him more because these conversations are tough. And a text message or a social media video, that's not going to do it because people have questions that need to get answered. And what Chris Smith is talking about, boiler room, it, it's a little bit shifted from like when you think boiler room, hard sales. You and I both agree that's not the case. It might just be making calls saying, hey, I did a report on what February looked like in the market. Just curious if you'd like me to send that to you. Yep. And then shutting up and listening, right? Like just having conversations. That's what today's boiler room looks like. I know Chris is a big believer in that. And you and I, you and I are as well. Like just picking up the phone and adding some value. And, and that's where you're going to get introduced to the people that are ready to make a move uh, today. So Tom, I believe the agent that really wins in 2024, 2025 and has a chance of winning this year is going to be that knowledge broker. Mm -hmm. Make sure you hit subscribe to this channel. Give us a thumbs up if you're enjoying it, uh, but definitely hit subscribe here on Knowledge Brokers Podcast. We've been enjoying uh, this pod quite a bit and, uh, and just appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you being here every Friday. 
I'm glad we're able to deliver the knowledge to the people that are out there. Go get it. Study up and go help people. Knowledge.